0: This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen here with you. Radiation therapy remains a mainstay of cancer treatment, along with surgery and chemotherapy. Radiation treatments use high-energy radiation to shrink tumors and to kill cancer cells. Well, here to tell us more about some of the newer technological advances in this type of treatment and what they have to offer in the fight against cancer is Dr. Michael Mix. He's Assistant Professor of Radiation Oncology at the Upstate Cancer Center and at Upstate State Medical University. Welcome, Dr. Mix. Thanks so much for coming in.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: So radiation therapy still plays a key role in cancer treatment. Explain what exactly is radiation therapy.
1: So radiation therapy, uh, in its most basic form, is utilization of high-energy x-rays, in most cases, uh, targeted at whatever we're aiming to treat so in most instance, instances that's uh, a malignant condition or something cancerous uh, but there are some b- benign or non-cancerous indications for radiation therapy as well
0: So it's basically coming from the outside into the body I, I mean it's
1: exactly right so so we use a term uh, external beam radiation therapy which means that uh, the patient is on a, a treatment table much like a CT scan table or an MRI table and a beam of radiation is focused very accurately uh, at the target.
0: Now, have there been technological advances that have enabled um, your profession to direct this external beam in a better, more efficient, effective way?
1: Absolutely. So over the past uh, many years, uh, we've transitioned as a field from using two-dimensional x-rays to three-dimensional techniques using CT scans to plan radiation therapy and the development of imaging on our treatment machines such as x-rays and CAT scans allows us to better focus our radiation treatments and to better visualize surrounding structures to make the treatments not only more effective but safer.
0: So they're not harming potentially structures around the, the affected structure? Or at least or we've problem. reduced
1: the ability or reduced the likelihood of that happening, yes.
0: So what is stereotactic radiation? Because that's a term, as I was preparing to talk to you today, that came up. What exactly is that?
1: Sure, so stereotactic radiation is a is a broad term used to describe uh, a newer advance in the field of radiation oncology over the past 10 to 15 years especially, um, meaning higher dose per-treatment radiation that's more focused, lined up more accurately. And the term stereotactic really means using a precise three-dimensional mapping or coordinate system uh, to guide the treatment, ultimately providing a more accurate and more reliable treatment.
0: So even more so than before, you now have the mechanisms through which to target very accurately, as you said, in three dimensions where this external beam has to hit.
1: Exactly right. And so our ability to better localize the target, to recreate the positioning of the patient, to make sure the beam that we deliver can target what we're after accurately, and to be able to do this in a smaller number of treatments overall relative to conventional treatment has allowed us to give... um, in some instances more effective and uh, higher dose radiation
0: but there is, there's also a, f- a term that i've heard bandied about stereotactic radiosurgery what is that and how does it differ from what you've just described
1: right so in general stereotactic radiation implies the use of the the principles and the technologies that i've just alluded to we tend to divide the that Into two general categories, that being stereotactic radiosurgery, which tends to apply to these technologies being applied to conditions in the brain, or stereotactic body radiation therapy, meaning stereotactic radiation or radiosurgery um, to other areas of of the body that are outside the brain.
0: But in fact, we're not talking about actual surgery. We're not talking about cutting, but obviously something about these external rays, which are so effective, are basically producing surgery-like outcomes. Is that, that the idea?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. So the, the term came initially from the work in the brain that was done together with neurosurgeons and radiation oncologists many, many years ago. Um, and the idea was that the radiation doses that were, were delivered were so high that they were able to kill all of the the cancer cells in its path, thus being coined, radiosurgical, having a similar outcome as if the the tumor were actually removed surgically, although this is a, a non-invasive technique. Correct.
0: So basically, this is a breakthrough. This whole concept of being able to go into the brain without actually going into the brain must really have made a big difference, even in terms of outcomes and in terms of the potential damage to other structures, that kind of thing.
1: That's correct. So this is something that's been investigated for, for many, many years, but the, as I mentioned earlier, the technological advances that we've seen over the last uh, 5 to 15 years probably um, have really leapt the field forward.
0: So what types of tumors or cancers, you mentioned the brain, you've mentioned the body at large, what types of tumors or cancers are specifically best treated? by this kind of methodology as opposed to perhaps chemotherapy or, you know, surgery proper?
1: Sure. So as I mentioned, uh, small tumors in the brain that are amenable to this sort of treatment have been treated for a long time. Um, There are also certain lung tumors, lung cancers in particular, that have become uh, widely studied and are becoming much more commonly treated with stereotactic body radiation therapy. Um, as opposed to a more conventional uh, surgical approach and or a conventional radiation approach, which would be uh, several treatments per week over n- a number of weeks.
0: How would you determine a patient would be more would benefit m- more greatly from this type of approach than either conventional radiotherapy and/or surgical intervention?
1: So this is an evolving question, and it's an, an area of active research, not only uh, he, here in central New York, but across the country. We're always looking for ways to improve cancer outcomes. And in certain situations, we have found that this sort of stereotactic radiation that I've described is a good alternative to surgery, perhaps for patients who aren't healthy enough to undergo surgery. Um, this provides... Uh, a potentially curative option, uh, whereas many years ago patients didn't have one.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's Health Link on air. I'm Linda Cohen, along with radiation oncologist Dr. Michael Mix. We're talking about the newest radiation therapy in the treatment of cancer. So, help us understand a little bit more about the, this whole kind of concept of the linear accelerator, the way that these beams are created. I mean, what exactly, what has changed about them? How is it different than prior X-ray technology and, and what does this linear, linear accelerator do actually?
1: So there was a time when the main machine that was utilized for radiation therapy actually contained a radioactive source that would be focused towards the, the target or the tumor in most cases. And that turned out to be a, a good idea at the time, but wasn't able to be as accurate as we would have liked. So over time, there's been a development uh, of many technological advances, um, which allows modern day treatment machines, most of which are what you call linear accelerators that actually don't contain radioactive materials themselves, but are able to use high electrical fields um, after a number of steps to, to generate a high energy X-ray beam. That's able to be focused in a very, very sharp um, manner to give us very sharp edges, which is what allows us to to target the tumor relatively accurately while sparing the surrounding normal tissues uh, maximally.
0: Does the fact that there isn't radioactive radioactive um, methodology within sure. there or, or material does that affect the person who's also exposed doing the doing the therapy? I mean. Is it safer for the the clinician who's involved in, in delivering the treatment?
1: Yeah, so that's a good insight. So there was a time when these machines uh, did pose a, a slightly higher risk to our therapists, who are you know the people on the ground delivering these treatments uh, day, after day, day after day after <laughs> day. Um, uh, you know, but these you know the more recent technologies uh, make that risk uh, almost negligible.
0: So overall, what would you say? How is In other words, first of all, what are the benefits to the patient over conventional or prior therapy? And how is it basically an improvement over what has been used? I mean, are the outcomes better? less damage to surrounding tissue, help us understand that.
1: Yeah, so, so again, in certain instances where this uh, type of treatment is indicated, and it's important to remember that conventional radiation therapy, which is, as I said, multiple treatments per week over a number of weeks, is still an important tool that we have and in many situations is the right thing for the patient. However, in certain situations uh, where we feel uh, stereotactic radiation is useful, um, there are a number of benefits. As I said, first of all, it does allow us to deliver a higher... Uh, Dose, which is oftentimes linked with more tumor kill, uh, more cancer uh, kill with the radiation. And in in addition, it's oftentimes delivered in many fewer treatments. So usually we are not um, calling it stereotactic radiation if we're delivering it in, in greater than five treatments. And for a patient to come and have Uh, three to five treatments as opposed to uh, several weeks is obviously a a big advantage for the patient in terms of convenience.
0: Does it also um, improve the kind of the outcome in the sense that you're kind of getting to the cancer more rapidly, perhaps excising it, I mean, not really cutting it out, but basically killing it, killing a tumor you know, in a more rapid fashion? Does that limit the number of side effects or the potential spread, metastases, or other issues that would occur?
1: So in the situation that I described earlier, where typically surgery would have been the mainstay for patients with, let's say, an early-stage lung cancer, um, where in the past, when patients weren't able to undergo surgery for health reasons or for other considerations, conventional radiation therapy was the best option that they had potentially with chemotherapy as well. More recently, as I mentioned over the past many years, as we've shifted to these high dose shorter treatments we've been able to greatly improve uh, the the cancer outcomes in these patients meaning that they're tended to they tend to survive longer tend to develop fewer metastases etc
0: so it, it does affect outcomes
1: absolutely are it the can. treatments
0: shorter in time duration as well i mean you said there are fewer over a shorter period of time in terms of week mm-hmm. a week but Are they also quicker?
1: Each individual treatment, meaning per day, tends to be a little bit longer just because we have to deliver a higher dose and because of all of the checks and double checks we have to make sure that everything's accurately aligned with the patient prior to delivering the treatment. One of the things that I mentioned is our ability to acquire CAT scans on our treatment machines to to make sure. in an absolute fashion that the patient and the patient's tumor are both properly aligned underneath the radiation beam but before turning it turning it on we also have the ability to actually track the tumor's motion to account for patients' breathing. So for example, wow, if great. a lung tumor moves with with breathing, we're able to watch that and account for that. And that's some of the technology that we have available to us to make sure that you know these treatments are as safe as possible.
0: So along those lines, how are you protecting the other structures? I mean, I'm kind of getting the feeling that being able to target things in real time, even even under motion. Mm-hmm. That's that's very profound, it seems to me, in terms of protecting the rest of the structures around. But are there other things that you utilize?
1: Yeah, the, the other main component is that we typically would use focused beams coming from many different angles to target the same tumor. So you can imagine if I were to just use one radiation beam of a certain intensity targeting the tumor, that everything in that beam's path would receive the same radiation dose. But if you can picture a number of radiation beams coming at a tumor from many different angles, only the area where all those beams cross. Would receive the high radiation dose. And again, our ability to image the patient, image the tumor, follow its motion allows us to be able to do that and not be able and be confident that we're not missing the tumor while maximally sparing normal structures.
0: Are there any non cancer applications for this type of therapy? We've been talking largely about tumor and we've been talking largely about cancer but do you use this kind of therapy elsewhere and we only have a little bit of time
1: yeah so so there are and in you know briefly the the non-cancerous indications for this type of technology are mostly in the brain so there's some benign conditions in the brain um you know that we will use our gamma knife uh here at upstate uh to treat
0: and the gamma knife again is what you call radio surgery
1: radio surgery absolutely in the brain
0: that's fabulous. Thank you for giving us this very, very broad overview. And it's very hopeful, I mean, for people, I guess, who, as we said, who might not be able to undergo something like a surgical intervention. And as you said, in many cases, this is the, this is the, uh, the better treatment.
1: In- indeed, it is. thanks for the opportunity to speak about it.
0: So my guest has been Dr. Michael Mix and he is Assistant Professor of Radiation Oncology at the Upstate Cancer Center and at Upstate Medical University. I'm Linda Cohen. you're listening to Upstate's Health Link on Air.